You're listening to Do That Well with your hosts, Brenda Brown and Karen Thrall, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, honest, funny, genuine, and passionate. A series of conversations where we explore every aspect of human interaction and provoke each other to do life well. So good. You're so good at doing those intros, Brenda. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Thank you. What is, this is going to be quite the topic today. And um, I'm very looking forward to it. It's dear to my heart. And I think it's dear to your heart as well. And it's something we have been talking about quite often, not just in the last week, but we keep revisiting it. And, and the content is so full that we have been reluctant to actually do a podcast on it. So to bring the listeners in, we're going to talk about disagreeing. If, and we always find ourselves going, oh, like if we could just, you know, do be great conversationalists. And then the more you and I research, the more we research, the more we talk, we realize, oh, if we could just be great at disagreeing. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I want to start us out with uh, a little game. And what you did this week, Brenda, is you posted a picture of camping and hoteling now is that are those your photos were they taken from your your phone (laughs) they were yeah (laughs) okay and it was fun because we had some people respond and they gave their their which one they like better which we want to say thank you so much I mean that just made me so happy that we're starting to get responses and getting comfortable to talk via social media and if you're not following following us yet on Instagram please do it's do that well so it's easy to find all right so Brenda Similar to that camping and hotel, I'm going to ask you a few more and see where where you're at. And this will kind of lead us into the conversation of disagreeing and agreeing. Okay. So are you a rom-com or a sci-fi movie person? Oh, that is a really hard one, Karen. Uh, I'm going to have to say rom-com though, actually. Because I'm a sci- I would choose sci-fi over rom-com. Oh. And so I was actually curious. I wonder what you would do because I don't know. But okay. So even in that, see how we are totally different on that. And then, and if it was just me and you talking, and if that was like our podcast for today, I would so dive in and ask you a whole bunch of questions because I'd want to why, why rom-com over sci-fi. And then I'd want to tell you why I didn't choose rom-com over sci-fi. And, and so that would become a great conversation. But we don't agree if, in, in that choice. So here's another one. Um, are you, do you, would you lean more towards street smart or book smart? Which one do you prefer? Street smart, the way you go about as a, a professional or book smart? I'm going to say street smart. Okay. Me too. Me too. Hmm. I, I, I enjoy the learning. I enjoy being thrown into deep water and trying to figure it out. Yep. And I don't want all the answers. I actually enjoy not having the answers. So I, I like that uncomfortable. So there we go. So we agree. We agree. We agree. And, and a, <laughs> yeah. And in a conversation where you agree, it's very dynamic and we both agree. So we're in the same boat and we can share the same values and share the conversation. And so it's very lighthearted and it's very effortless. It's fine. Okay. Here's another one. Uh, do you love four seasons or one season? So we both live in Southern California. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Immediate answer. Yeah. Yeah. And in San Francisco, you do have a bit more around you to, for the four seasons. Do you? Yeah. 
a, a bit, yeah. but you know, I grew up in the Pacific Northwest and yes. there were definitely four seasons there. And so for me, I'm in, I'm really enjoying the one season. And I mean, I moved to Palm Springs, so clearly I enjoy the one season, but I grew up in Montreal where we had very clear, distinct four seasons. And, um, but I don't, I don't miss it yet. I don't miss it. It's been six years in Southern California and I, I love it. Now it's nice to go visit. I want to go visit the Four Seasons, but I don't want to stay there. <laughs> you don't want to be in them. <laughs> no. Uh, so there we we didn't agree again. And these are when you don't agree, it's fine. You and I agreed a hundred percent one, but we didn't necessarily. Mm-hmm. Now I'm forcing this a bit. And this is the thing with agreeing and disagreeing is that uh, when it's casual, it's super fun to disagree because you can learn so much. And I think where it gets really tricky is when we get into our core values into convictions, into strong opinions. And that's where it's get, it gets a little harder. However, however, yeah. the same dynamics that happen in a lighthearted conversation like sci-fi and rom-com is the same formula for those really emotionally uh, unsettling, nervous type conversations that can cause arguments. It's actually the same formula. And so today, you and I are going to do that together. And I know you have some things that you are really important to you, and I do too. And together, I think we're going to come up with a really good recipe for how to have great conversations when you disagree. I'm going to pass it to you. I agree with you, Karen. (laughs) This is going to be a good podcast. Right? Uh, oh, it's going to be awesome. So yeah, as you said, I definitely have some things that for me are really important and I think can really make or break a conversation. And I think the top thing for me is curiosity. So mm-hmm. I know yeah. this is something we've even touched on in the past, but mm-hmm. making sure that you're staying curious and engaged and asking questions in your conversation. So If somebody says something and you don't agree with them on it, rather than immediately go to this defensive place or to feel like, oh, well, we don't see eye to eye on this, to ask follow-up questions. Like, I'm curious. I don't, I don't agree with you on that, but why do you feel that way? Or tell me more about that. I'm, I'm curious to understand your positioning on that, you know, and, and seeking out more information. Um, Or if I'm the person, sometimes I've, been in a scenario where I'm seeing that the person doesn't agree with me or they're saying, oh, I don't get that or that seems weird. And so Mm -hmm. I can actually choose to be curious as well. I can say, well, what, like, tell me what you think you heard me say. Like, let me first Mm -hmm. clarify that you received the message that I'm trying to to give. Mm -hmm. And like, let me ask you, like, why, why don't you agree with me? You know, why, Mm -hmm. what did I say that you don't like? Is there anything in there that you liked? And again, yeah. just keeping that 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 curiosity and those questions coming so that you can get more information before you jump to just, no, we're butting heads now, right and wrong. Yeah. Yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and with that, we don't have to worry about the energy because if you're sensing the energy and you're like, oh, I don't want to turn this, I don't want to turn this into a fight, asking curious questions is going to keep it from fighting because- you're, you're drawing more information from the person. And I liked what you said when you were saying like, well, what part of what I'm saying don't you like? Most of the time, people don't disagree with everything you're saying. It's not a, it really, truly, 
there are areas where they agree. It's just that sometimes they, they feel pressure to take a side. So for you to even say like, well, what part didn't you like? So then you can just focus on that one part instead of the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. So I, I really appreciate that you said that. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Karen? What's like the top line? What's the first one that comes to you? Or what's like the really important, you know, the biggest yeah. Okay. Well, I have a few, the biggest, <laughs> um, I, 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 the, the thing that's hard for me personally is when people assume that I agree, I don't know what to do because I feel like I'm just stuck now and I listen and I, I show interest, but I'm sad that I don't get asked if, I hold the same point of view or the same thought. When I'm with somebody who'll go, well, that's what I think. Are you, do you think that way? What do you think? I love, I'm like, yay. Like now I get to participate in a conversation. So that's one of them I would say is, I would say if everyone could not assume, just remember to say, okay, that was me. What about you? And because now you're in a conversation. So that I would ask, that's my ask. When, if you're anybody listening, when you're talking to me, ask me, because I may, I may have something different or something to add that is, uh, that will really create a lot of good conversation and vice Mm -hmm. versa. I I never want to assume someone thinks the way I do. So that's, that's one of them. Right. Well, I, Mm -hmm. I really like that because it reminds me of when we did our episode on perspectives and Mm -hmm. And there is this idea, right, that you don't, as you said, you don't want to assume that the other person holds the same perspective or the same viewpoint as you. So um, asking them what their viewpoint or, or perspective mm-hmm. is, I think that's that's really good. I was actually just yesterday, I read this thing about how not all or only some people, when they think, they think in a stream of consciousness as a narrative, And other people think in more abstract ways. So for example, if you want, um, if you want to, if you're hungry and you want something, you might think in your brain, I'm hungry, I need to make myself a sandwich. Or you might be a person that just has an image of a sandwich and feels hunger. And that's how you know. But that blew my mind because I'm a person that has a stream of consciousness. And I had never, ever thought to myself that other people might not think the same way I do. And it was mm-hmm. an, a, one of those moments that reminds us, like, we are not all the same. We all have different mm-hmm. viewpoints. We all have different mm-hmm. perspectives. And asking people, what do you think? How do you see this? Like, yes, that's so, mm-hmm. so essential. Mm-hmm. Which leads me into another thought that for me that is important, that I want to practice. I want, I want to, what, what I'm saying to you is things I'm saying to myself. And the other one I find is a little bit tricky and is it's not about right and wrong or winning, losing. I'm, I, I'm not trying to win over you or to get you to see that you're wrong. And it, it's that coin. It's the, it's the two sides of the coin. You know, I'm on one side of the coin and I don't know what's on the other side of the coin because I can't see it. I'm not wired to see it. And I think if, if we could, as, as humans, as brothers and sisters, you know, as American brothers and sisters or global brothers and sisters, if we could see that I'm, t- I'm speaking from my side of the coin and when someone else talks, 
And it seems so polar opposite. It seems such and such disagreement with me. It might not be. It's a person, like you were saying earlier, it's a perspective. And so that thing of right and wrong and, and not holding on to things like they're right and wrong, because I find that's combative. I find once you pick a very strong right and wrong, it, you're, it's combative and it lacks understanding. Mm-hmm. So that would be the second one for me personally, that it's not right and wrong. It's not win or lose. A conversation's about, I, this is my side of the coin. What's your side of the coin? Definitely. To, to piggyback on that, I agree. I agree with you. <laughs> oh, phew. Oh, phew. Because we were in for a fight. We were... It's going to get hairy. Oh, been bad. Oh. Uh, but to piggyback on that, you know, For me, that's also something that I think is so integral to having conversations. When I go to have a conversation with somebody, I never assume that I'm going to change their mind or that they're trying to change my mind. Like I go into a conversation Mm -hmm. thinking that we are both presenting information and we're both presenting information about our viewpoint, about what we think on this topic. Let's say we're discussing rom-com versus sci-fi, right? (laughs) But I'm not going into this thinking, well, Karen, I'm going to convince Karen that she should be a rom-com person, nor am I assuming that you're trying to convince me that I need to be a sci-fi person. And I Mm -hmm. think Keeping that in mind, that we're both presenting information, we're both learning more about what the other person thinks. And if I get enough information that my mind does change, like, cool, I'm open to that too. I am open to having my mind change, but that's not the purpose of entering into the dialogue. That's not the purpose of trying to change the person's mind, right? Right. The purpose isn't trying to change minds. It's just no. And I think that's that's liberating. I think that's liberating because you don't have to. Like you get to stand in your thoughts, you get to stand in your opinions and your beliefs and your convictions and share them, and you're not responsible to try to change someone else's mind. The the greatest gift we can give each other is to stand confident in who I am and not feel threatened, not feel threatened. Well, I, I, I wish I could see it the way you do. I don't. So educate me on, on how you think, educate me on why, what, why is that such an important piece for you? And if, even if it is one of these conversations where I'm open to the fact that the new information I receive might change my viewpoint. So even if it's that kind of conversation, you can see where you still have to have that same curiosity, though. You Mm -hmm. still have to have that same openness and the same mentality that they might be right and you might also be right. Mm -hmm. Or maybe because I've learned new information now, Maybe my viewpoint's changing, mm-hmm. and maybe now the what I think is right is somewhere in between, mm-hmm. and that can be okay too. So I think we're getting into this territory of this paradox that we've talked about before as well, right? We're getting into that territory of how can you allow more than one viewpoint and mm-hmm. to exist at the same time, mm-hmm. even if they might not be uh, symbiotic with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yes. Thank you for um, clarifying that. Um, The other one I really like a lot, I like this a lot, is um, 
and I'm, tr- I'm working on that muscle to, to say it more often because I think it's just so good. It's to go in saying, I agree and I disagree. And what I find I do when I'm in a tricky conversation where I'm uncomfortable, I'm really uncomfortable and I'm like, I don't, I don't think I like where this is going. What do I do? I don't know. How do I share my thoughts and keep harmony? Oh, I hope they don't get mad at me. Whatever those insecurities are. I look for the gold in the conversation. So rom-coms, if, if you said to me, you know, Ken, the reason I like rom-coms is it always reminds you that love is possible. It always reminds you that love is in the air. Oh, I can, that boom. And I hook into love is in the air. I like love is in the air. That's really cool. And I, you know, one time, love, you know, and if I can find somewhere where I agree So, and you empower the conversation by saying, I agree with that one phrase. And then now there's harmony. And then I say, okay, but what I don't agree with is there's not enough adrenaline. (laughs) There's not that rush of, you know, where I'm sitting on the edge of my seat and there's none of that. And I kind of like a little bit of that. (laughs) Now I'm not, now I'm disagreeing on a portion, but not without, and I'm still honoring you. So I, I really like the practice of saying, I agree, find the thing that phrase in that conversation that you're really connected to and then carry on with the disagree. And you get me thinking about how, and I don't think we have an answer for this, but I just, you know, the question that comes to my mind is why are we drawn to be contrary? Because I do think that happens a lot. I think that when you're listening it's almost like I'm just going to pick out the things that are naked and I'm going to be like, nope, nope, don't like that versus what you're saying. I like this idea and I guess it ties into the curiosity of what we were saying earlier, but I like that rather than find the points where you're in disagreement, try and find those little moments, even if they're really small, that you can agree because mm-hmm. then you are putting that levity and the positivity back mm-hmm. into it even though there's disagreement happening, but you're finding these little moments where you do agree and you can keep Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. moving forward. Mm -hmm. You're validating the person that you're talking to. Mm, And I know for myself personally, that is really a point. It's it's like a, you know, a, a button for me when I don't feel like I'm being validated or heard in a conversation. And especially if there's disagreement I think when you're not feeling like they, the other person is hearing you or if you're not feeling like they're allowing your viewpoint to exist, then it can be so easy to go to that defensive place because they're not letting your opinion exist. So then all of a sudden you feel compelled to try mm-hmm. and, and support it, right? So if you're saying, mm-hmm. well, Brenda, like rom-coms, no way, sci-fi is where it's at. You're just dismissing me. So now I'm even more compelled to argue Mm -hmm. or have a disagreement about it because I'm like, wait, Mm -hmm. what? No, what are you talking Mm -hmm. about? But if you say something like, okay, you know, rom-coms aren't for me, Mm -hmm. but like, tell me more about why they're for you. Like now you're allowing Mm -hmm. my opinion to exist, even though it's not the same one that you have. So can these two opposing opinions exist at the same time? in harmony. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's yeah. important. Mm-hmm. And thank you for saying the whole thing about um, validating heard and dismissed. 
So we have the need to f- be right. And I wonder, like, I, I feel like we, we kind of brushed over that one because we're still learning. <laughs> like, like, well, Karen, Brenda, what do you do? Or how do you, I, I well, we're, we're trying to figure that out too. <laughs> but this thing of um, when someone feels like they have to defend themselves and maybe their intentions are never to be absolutely right. It's just, they're not feeling heard. And so now they, it's like you said even earlier about now I have, to, I'm defensive and I have to stand my ground when I was just trying to share my heart mm-hmm. and where I'm at. And when you said about not feeling heard, validated and dismissed, that might be what causes, like, think about that. So instead of us going, don't be so, everything is not about right and wrong. Well, how about, Hey, be careful that you don't dismiss somebody else's voice because you don't know the story behind the voice. And if you, if you get a, if you find a, you're getting a reaction out of yourself, it could be a story that's attached to you. That's causing that reaction. That person talking is trying to share a piece of who they are. And there's a whole history pages behind it. So thank you for saying that. I, I, for us, for all of us, a call to action would be pay attention to if you're dismissive, which means, you know, you're kind of brushing it off and maybe talking over them, shutting it down and shaking the finger and talk to the hand, like pay attention to your energy because the best thing you could do when you disagree is the first thing you said was curious questions. So I really, that was good. I, I appreciate you telling that Brenda. And that made me think of this, this, uh, being the initiator of giving the conversation back to the person. When you give your opinion in all your passion, you now return, you give the conversation back. Now that's me. That is me. And as you can see, I feel very strongly about it, but I'd love to hear you. What, what is you? And where are you passionate about this conversation? Like, that's very empowering as well, to actually encourage disagreement. It's okay to encourage disagreement. It's okay where, and, and one, one thing we can do with that is, okay, where do you agree, agree with me and where do you disagree? And you actually force people to disagree. Not force, that's not the right word, but you, you okay, you, can, you have to answer two questions. Where do you agree with me, but where do you disagree with me? Because I want to know that as well giving that permission, being in charge of the freedom to disagree. Oh man, that is, that's a conversation. I really, really like that. Like, I feel like that's my call to action. I want everybody Mm -hmm. to start saying, okay, where do you agree and where do you disagree? Wow. Mm -hmm. Because I think we need to get more used to disagreeing as well, but in this way of disagreeing with levity, in this way of disagreeing with the idea that we can both be right, disagreeing with curiosity, I think that we need like we need to practice it. That's why we're doing an episode about it, right? And I think I, I really like this, like calling it out of them, forcing people <laughs> to yeah. find moments to disagree so we can all practice with one another. Mm-hmm. And I think with a lot of what we've been discussing, there's this idea of not that this should come to a surprise to us or anybody that listens, because I think we often find ourselves in this place where it's finding that balance and that it doesn't need to be a dichotomy. It doesn't need to be black or white. It doesn't have to be 
wrong? Can it be somewhere in between? Can there be a paradox? Mm -hmm. Can there be for both? And, you know, I, I think that those lines of thought you can really bring into almost any aspect of life. But I do think when we tr- we're talking about disagreements, it becomes especially important mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there, there is this does, doesn't, it doesn't have to be right or wrong. It can just be two yeah. people with differing opinions that are sharing their opinions and learning perspective. Yeah. They're not changing their perspective, but they're just learning new ones mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And how many times have you had a perspective 10 years ago that you don't have anymore? Right. I mean, I have so many beliefs, presuppositions that have evolved. I, I, hundreds of where I was 10 years ago, five years ago, I'm evolving. And so I'm going to have a different mindset as I age and as my life changes and as my experiences changes and as I meet new people and as I have different conversations and as I study more and as I explore the world, it's going to naturally change. So it's, I don't need to be right because who knows what I'll, where I'll be in five years. I have constantly been changing my mind on things. I, I'm sad at the times I have to go ask for forgiveness because I felt so right. That makes me sad. And I think that is why I don't want that. I, I, don't, have the, I don't need to be right anymore. I, I don't need that because often I have to go apologize anyway, years later when I realize, what was I thinking? You know. So this whole evolution of, of thought is such, it, it allows us to have great conversations. I think that, I mean, that's gold right there Mm -hmm. to me. Honestly, Karen, I mean, that is such a good point. Mm Because when I think of my own life, I don't even agree with myself like five years ago. I don't agree with my five years ago self. I'm embarrassed, honestly, like embarrassed about some of the viewpoints that I used to hold. Me too. That is so well said, Brenda. I don't even agree with myself from five years ago. Right. And and so wow. I think that's a wonderful point that you make. Like, wow. we're always evolving and changing. Always. So we can't, I think when we get too, too close or too tied to a way that we're thinking right now, you're only doing yourself a disservice because you're making it so that you can't grow too. Part of why I don't want to take a right, wrong posture for my life. And I look at my personal life and I go, wow, it's, it's not worth being combative or defensive because in a year or two, I'll, I don't even know if I'll think this way, but right now it feels so real. Like right now, this feels absolutely 100% where I stand. But when you look at my history, I don't stay long in those places. I, I, I don't I'm co- because I'm moving and I'm learning. And everything is constantly influencing and shaping me. And I'm a sponge and I'm hungry to learn. So I know that it's important that um, I remember that I keep changing. And that's why I want to be someone who asks curious questions. When I disagree, it's an opportunity for me to take a learning posture because I don't know if this Karen will be here five years from now. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's such a good point. And and that is why, right, it is so important to stay curious. And it is important when you're entering into conversations to be open to the idea that 
maybe your mind's going to change when you get some new information because because we do we evolve and we grow and our opinions change and 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 we're always doing that uh if we choose to I suppose not everybody's always doing it hopefully they are (laughs) (laughs) what a great way to end it like we will be different in a year two years a week even like you said yesterday this morning and uh, I think that's a good a good reminder of why disagreeing is such a um, an, an enriching conversation and for us to call each other to enjoy the disagreement and not feel afraid of it or shrink back or get angry or defensive that if we could start enjoying them and that we hope that some of these tools can help us all be better at disagreeing Right. Definitely. It, like all of the things that we like to talk about in our podcast, because we like to, we like to tackle all the hard subjects. Um, <laughs> but it is, it is a continual learning process and, you know, you need to be able to have an openness and compassion with yourself and, uh, and know that it's all a learning process. So if you can find that curiosity and that joy and, that levity in these moments of disagreement, um, then then hopefully it, it can just become another enriching experience that you're learning from mm-hmm. rather than something that keeps you up at night because you're full of anger. <laughs> yeah. That's not that's what we don't want. Well, I agree. I think that that was a nice a nice closing note. Karen. So with that, we will bid our audience adieu. I want you to say it because you actually speak French. Adieu. Thank you. Adieu, adieu, adieu. That was beautiful. Bonne journée ou bonne soirée. All right. Well, thank you all for listening and we will be here next week on Do That Well.